You are listening to High School Five and Where real talk is our vernacular. How y'all feel about the World Series? I'm not excited because the Houston there. I really wanted the Yankees versus Phillies would have been better. Really left a bitter taste in my mouth with that cheating and all that scandal. But they got the job done. How long before you you'll forget? Does it have to be like all the players from that Houston team got to be gone, basically, before you start? I think so. You know what pissed me off? It was the fact that the commissioner gave them the immunity as long as they told the truth. So even with them telling him all the truth and what happened and then when it got out what they did, them just being assholes when asked about it. It's like, look, you're going to get asked about it. You already admitted to it because that's how you're not suspended for a year. Like the managers all got suspended and fired. And I couldn't understand their attitude in the interviews. Like, they're mad at the reporters and mad at everybody for being mad at them. And that's what really pissed me off more than anything. It's like if Lance Armstrong, when he finally got caught, right? He came out and was kind of like a dick about it, right? Yeah, he lied. He tried to sue, he, he he tried to sue other lied. people. Hard he bold-faced lied and then tried to sue other people. About that's why That's why T.J. Dillashaw is a piece of shit, too, because he was doing the same drug, bold-faced lying about it. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the High Score 510 podcast. You can catch us at High Score 510 on the Instagram, the YouTube, and on the Twitter. All right. Yeah. Shout out at Horcrux Hipster on the Twitter. Also, tap into our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash high score 510. You can also check out our TikTok page. We got a new TikTok page. You can catch different clips of our show on there also and engage with us on TikTok. And we are here with uh, this is AG3. Coming at you faster than the MLB playoffs been turned over on the head with another 100 win team gone. This is a good sound bite for you, then, Aaron, because this is at Yankee Stadium. It seems like a bit, a pretty brash thing to say uh, about the sport. I mean, really, if they're two separate, why even take the shot? Because for me and people like me, it is not something that they ever care to see. They've watched it, it's horrible. Guys rolling around like homosexuals on the ground. I mean, it is not a sport that shows great, great talent. The guys who throw punches can't throw a punch to save their ass. When the punches land, the guys have no chins. These are not like boxes. Bob Aaron. Rolling around like homosexuals. <laughs> He also had this to say about UFC fans in that same interview. UFC are a bunch of skinhead white guys watching people in the ring who are also look like skinhead white guys. I take offense to that just for, for someone who covers the sport. I'm not a skinhead. I'm, I'm actually a Jew. I'm not a white, you know, I'm oh, not a white no, guy, so I, I'm nothing a, like that you yeah, know, well, in MMA. I, and you don't have any tattoos. <laughs> you know what, Jared? Part of your 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 racing fan base that you like to blast the NASCAR and fishing fan base. UFC got a huge number of that fan base. They 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 they, they have well, they have a very Anglo centric fan base. I'll give you that. I don't know. I don't know if they're anti Semitic. I just <laughs> they, realized that was Ariel Awani. I didn't know that. Anyways, and we are here with we back, Captain P Funk, uh, coming at you. Coming at you like these bad coaches in the NFL. Just because I have one, two, maybe two drinks sometime. What, I'm an alcoholic now? <laughs> That's my boy, Eddie Kane, Eddie Kane Jr. 
And my name is Jared, a.k.a. DJ Art, with two T's for a double dose of that tink tink. The D is silent, so it's just Jart. I ain't going to get bullied by a bully. No way. I'm bullyproof. That ain't going to happen. I mean, he speaks like a drug addict. I don't know what's wrong with the guy. He's barely literate. I was listening to Christian Walken, um, and he talked about a lion, king of the jungle, this huge lion with a big, giant mane in this hot, smothering weather in Africa. And the little small lions come up, kind of poke at him, bite on his ear, bite on his neck. The lioness comes over and buzz, bugs him. Then you got the jackals and the rest of the wilderness looking and seeing these lions on that mountaintop. And they come over and bother him. The jackals laugh at him. The hyenas laugh at him, nip at his toes. They eat all of his food. And they sit back. And they got jackals like this who think it's a comedy. Until one day he gets sick of it and he attacks and he shows to these people who the f in the jungle is. And this little hyena, I'm gonna eat right through him. And we'll see on Saturday night. It, 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 you know what? It's good because it, it fuels me. It's fueled me over the last 14 weeks. And it's great to see. Because you hear that snoring nose? That's a snoring nose you're gonna hear in the second round of the fight. <laughs> ha! That's good. That's some, that was good. That was good work by you. Yeah, he just. Uh, How yeah. old is that? It was about four. And who won that fight, Jared? I, I don't remember. I, don't I remember feel like Tito might have won. won. Chel Sonnen was is smaller than Tito, so Tito should have won that fight. But Tito is also just. It's like, are you going to get to the point of your story? You're just going to keep describing everything that's messing with this line. I think he got lost in his own story. He's like, this is an interesting story. Let me describe more of the background. Yeah. Lost his damn mind. I'll give Chel Sonnen one thing. He is a good trash talker overall for the sport, but he is still a terrible human being, so it is what it is. Anyways, let's get to some sports since uh, since we're on it. In MMA news, UFC 280 just happened, and there were a couple titles on the line. Aljamain Sterling fighting TJ Dillashaw for the bantamweight title, or featherweight, bantamweight, bantamweight, featherweight, bantamweight, title Damn, or featherweight title one or the other i don't know I, I don't pay that close attention and then we had uh islam makachev facing off against uh what's that motherfucker's name again um oh oh uh new bronx uh damn it hold on let me look at his name again i'm, I'm tripping i think mean, jared did as much prep as uh pedro does you're right <laughs> we had charles Oliveira fighting islam makachev for the title islam makachev Submitted Oliveira in the second round, and uh, Al Jermaine Sterling uh, won by TKO or KO against TJ Dillashaw in the second round after TJ Dillashaw dislocated his shoulder uh, in the fight. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, um, how long does this dude had his black belt and what did, what did you say it was in? Uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. That's the brother or is that the, uh, the other dude? Well, the, the main the main argument I want to get to, well, Charles Oliveira is the main one argument of, you need to get to is playing that Bobby Arm clip right now. Guys rolling around like homosexuals on the ground. <laughs> exactly. That's what I was getting to. <laughs> they rolled around like homosexuals. First of all, I've seen that. I've seen that. They should have. Why didn't they stop that fight when that man's shoulder was out of his socket? Well, yeah, let's get to it. The real the real fight I want to talk about. Oliveira has been. A uh, really cool story, um, but he lost. Makachev is Khabib Nurmagomedov's protege and good friend. People expected him to win. But the big fight that everyone was talking about that was the co-main event was Aljamain Sterling, the funk master from New York, back in New York, 
uh, fighting TJ Dillashaw, a former team alpha male fighter and convicted EPO user in the UFC. Actually, he was uh, suspended for two years for blood doping. Aljamain mm-hmm. Sterling defeats him, TJ Dillashaw, after the fight came out and apologized to the weight class for holding it up and basically started saying that his shoulder had been popping out over the last six months, maybe almost a couple dozen times. He did no open workouts before the fight and was very mum about his training camp. Do you guys think that TJ Dillashaw owes more than apology to the UFC and all the people who bet on him? Hey, this is a white cracker, trailer trash sport. You don't owe shit but what you got. All y'all to keep watching this, keep watching this stuff. Bob Aaron, bring that Bob Aaron clip up. UFC are a bunch of skinhead white guys watching people in the ring who are also look like skinhead white guys. Y'all, y'all silly, y'all some hicks, and y'all all do meth. How about that? <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, it's no, unprofessional. And the niggas doping all the time. And not just performance hands. You know what they doping? Meth. Cocaine. <laughs> Irregular weed. Mushrooms. <laughs> what else they doing? The Ayahuasca. Most non-Christianist sport ever. <laughs> you know, Manny Pacquiao said he had a shoulder thing going against his fight in, against Mayweather afterwards and tried to use that as, as an excuse. And then he got investigated by the boxing commission because of, you know, the wagering going on and the fact that it's such a big money fight that if you're injured, you know what I'm saying, and you're going out there, um, it's really important that, you you know, you disclose all injuries and that if you aren't fit to fight, you don't fight because there's so much money on the line. In this case, UFC keeps 85% of the profit. So they're not they're not really worried about the money on the line because it's not prize fighting in that way. But TJ Dillashaw, you know what I'm saying, did take a spot that could have gone to somebody else to fight for the title. Also, um, there are a lot of people who do bet on these fights. And if you are injured, especially an injury that's going to affect your performance to that degree, it would be important for people to, to know that or at least have some inkling in, in in being able to decide how they bet. So do you do you think that there's more that needs to be done to either regulate or, you know, sanction TJ Dillashaw. He's already been sanctioned for cheating and taking blood doping. Do you think there needs to be more that comes down on TJ Dillashaw as a fighter who held up a division and then also underperformed due to injury that was a consistent injury throughout his whole training camp? Well, why did they let his ass back in, Jerry? He served his two-year suspension. He was he was out he was out of the sport for two years. He didn't fight for two years. Yeah, yeah he, he over here blind up and like he got damn Lance Armstrong. Who the hell takes EPO in that sport? Yeah, it's, it's, that should be enough to kick him out for good for that one. Blood doping, beating his doing wife, the worst, doing the worst time. Kids. Hey man, hey, I'm gonna take performing enhancers, but it's not gonna be the right one for my sport. Like a goddamn sumo wrestler getting caught taking EPO. What the fuck for? One thing that he was known for is having a really good gas tank, being able to keep his pace up, being super quick, twitchy, and never really seeming to like you know show fatigue is one of the one of his you know skill sets. He was really quick, really good wrestling. Was that before the EPO or because of the EPO? Well, that's the question, because, you know, I did see him on Joe Rogan podcast, you know, basically just talking hella condescendingly and hella just being like, you know, I got the best trainers in the world. He's talking about some dude who works out of his garage, like in Orange County, and he's like a former Mr. World <laughs> go, trainer. Yeah. And he's like a he's like that's a the physics. one guy. That's the one he's guy like a, that walks around 24 yeah. hour fitness with a fanny pack. Yeah. Or and right then now. but he's like, this guy chose to work with me. He worked out of his garage. You know what I'm saying? He's a he's a math or math bad. and physics teacher. Some weird shit. He's like a teacher at a school. I have a secret weapon with Sam Calvito, I'm telling you. And I could have 
It's it, not a secret. You just yeah. You blur it out. But <laughs> but people, he won't work with everyone unless you fit who he he likes. If you fit his image, like we work out of like? his, we work out of his garage. I know that, which is so crazy. You know, like he I could mean, have a giant facility with all his hard work and science he does, but he likes the the grit of having it in his house. Like he gets home from work, doesn't even change. He's out there throwing medicine balls at our face in his tie, and all dressed up from his suit from work. You know, like he likes that shit. You know, wow, he, he could probably not even be a calculus teacher anymore and just be a strength conditioning coach. But that's not what he wants, you know. He's not in it for the fame and the money. He's in it for the science and the love of doing it. Wasn't wasn't the math and physics teacher also a Breaking Bad? Walter, <laughs> he's a chemist. Walter White wasn't he? Wasn't he? Yeah, he might have been a chemist teacher? too. Regardless of which, he also talked about like you know I I work out different styles. He has a whole algorithm built in for me to tell me if should, do I need to do cardio work? Do I need to do you know what I'm saying lightweight work? Do I need to just rest on a certain day? How many minutes of exercising do I do? He had this whole thing he was talking about. Uh, he's got these stationary bikes in there that where he kills us on. That's like um, how we push our lactate thresholds. He does a his, lot of things with bands, right? Yeah, because you get the eccentric and concentric contraction. What he's doing right there is for your shoulder stability. Like there's certain days he knows I need to get explosive power work or some days I need to do cadence, fast foot, fast feet, um, cardio work. He has that all mapped out. Now, what other stuff does he have you doing for recovery? Are you doing any sauna work? I have an infrared sauna. Uh, I do red light therapy. There's a, uh, a machine that I have in my house is called a, a juve that I stand in front of it for a certain amount of time to um, not only increase my testosterone, but to help recovery and my uh, my mitochondria and my cells and flush my body out. Uh, he also was teaching me how to do EPO. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Well, you know, it's frustrating because I don't really like TJ Dillashaw because he's a cheater. He's a convicted <laughs> cheater. Dana White gives him all the chances. Dana White talks about he did it the right way. No, he didn't do it the right way. That's why he got suspended for two years. And now you're giving him a title shot and everyone's propping him up to, you know, return to his title form and be the champion who who really is still a champion but lost it because he was blood doping. We don't want to talk about the blood doping thing, but he's still a real championship caliber fighter. And then he does the same bullshit. He does some fuckery where he shows up and his arm pops out on the first takedown of the fight. He gets taken down and then he can't get up because motherfuckers all over him and his one of his arms ain't working properly. <laughs> So TJ Dillashaw is a douchebag, essentially. He's an idiot. And he doesn't deserve the benefit of the doubt anymore. So him apologizing, don't believe the apology. Should he get another title shot in the near future or ever again? I would say probably not unless he wins. Like, unless, Shout out to Dana White. Eat a dick. Uh, I need you to make TJ Dillashaw fight like 10 fights in a row where he has to win 10 fights in a row, like a Benil Darius who's won eight fights in a row and still ain't got a title shot. To some of these other people who win fight after fight after fight against good quality people and then don't ever get their title shot because they don't have the right mold or they don't look a certain way or they don't talk a certain way. Mainly they're not Anglo and they don't have some kind of Anglo, you know, saying following behind them in the sport to where you can just prop them up and give them a title shot because that's what he likes to do most times. Why don't you click your heels together three times and go back to Africa? In other news, Mackenzie Scott donated $85 million to the Girl Scouts of America. AG3, I think we have found an opening for you. What do you guys think about that? Okay, unless I'm joining Raya or something. I don't know how it's going to work. You know, hear me out. Hear me out. Aaron, you and Pedro start a nonprofit for brothers. It's <laughs> already sounding bad right now, Jared. I'll tell you that right now. For brothers on the diabetic spectrum from eating too many Girl Scout cookies. 
right? Oh, well, you will then, and as you as the guys who are starting this to like, you know, push the narrative of understanding like the health effects of Girl Scout cookies. We love Girl Scouts. We support them, but we want people to be more con conscious of the sugar content, the sunflower oil and all that stuff. All those things that are in it that don't make them great necessarily healthy things, but how they are so good. But you guys want to just raise awareness. And then that's how you get a meeting with Mackenzie Scott. And then you shoot your shot. Here we go. That boy's good. I mean, who's uh, Mackenzie Scott? <laughs> Pedro wife been like, don't you be talking about that white bitch? <laughs> Mackenzie Scott is the former wife of yes. Jeff Bezos. <laughs> it's so crazy that she just gave away 85, 80, 80, I'm going to say it again, $85 million. She just gave that out right now. She's been doing this shit for like two years, like every month. How much money does the bitch have? Billions put you in a completely different <laughs> comma <Billions>. bracket. Yes. <laughs> I think she yes, has about millions. That means I got like a thousand million dollars. I got a thousand millions is one billion. Okay. That's that's what it essentially let's just think about that. You have a thousand millions is a billion. So I don't know. I don't know how I haven't got that money yet. She needs to start passing out stimmy checks next. Yeah, so you know, we might need to depend on that's, she, that's Jared's whole thing. He's trying to get trying to find a way to make up some type of nonprofit pyramid scheme so she can donate to the podcast. No, no, we're trying to get Aaron in there. Aaron, we're trying to get Aaron a meeting with her. Doris, you said uh, put up a billboard with a naked picture or, or a half naked picture of Aaron back in his prime. And with it, all his stats, that's that's one thing. Or we could do a cameo video where where you know he shouts her out, oh, and talks about you know the love he got for her. Or we yeah. can start, you know, she she seems like she's about business and doing you know philanthropic things there. And I'm telling you, you create a philanthropic yeah, yeah, yeah. process. So starting some fake ass nonprofit really gonna impress her, Jared. <laughs> like like for someone that's really out there put, trying to do good in the world, I'm gonna start some fake. She's ass supporting. She's supporting early on. Sure, I'll be divorced faster than that. I'll be divorced faster than that damn school teacher. Aaron, uh, Aaron. You Instagram where you holler at her every day, like uh, do a IG. Man, see that sound like more. I'll be like um, Jared's homeboy. What's what's this homeboy that that's been delivered? Andrew C. Caldwell. Yeah, when he was hollering at Kim Kardashian every day. That's what it hey. looked like. You keep doing that. Hey, Aaron, you could do that. Hey, <laughs> Northwest, sit down. Northwest, sit. North. Hey, North. Hey, Aaron, we we'll just get, get you cereal. get you on cameo and just be like, I'm not gay no more. Aaron, you might be able to at least pull you a chick named Mackenzie Scott. It might not be the billionaire one, but I mean. Nah, it's got to get me caught up with Jared's pumpkin spice. And, and that's what I'm trying to figure out. How Jared going to start off with sport the most like that? We got all these other sports hitting off. He hit the one that's pay-per-view. That most of us ain't watch shit because it's pay-per-view. And we already heard Bob Arum say the reason behind it. The homosexuals on the ground. He's going to go straight into that one sport that nobody watched. And then go, go from there to Mackenzie Scott. He does that every week. <laughs> Should have known. All right. Well, uh, if y'all got any ideas for AG3, uh, Soul Raider chimed in and said that you should start by buying her or offering her a uh, pumpkin spice latte date. And that, right. you know, that's a good start. That's, that's a high percentage chance that she will at least say yes to that. Whether she says yes or no, that's something that would be mo moderately enticing to her. So uh, shout oh. out to Soul Raider sponsorship. Uh, <laughs> friend of the show. I don't know what to say. <laughs> Soul Raider is also conveniently the person who drafted Devontae Adams in dead car, man, with his first two picks on the fantasy high score 5-0 fantasy football league. And let's get to that next. AG3. We need an yeah, update yeah. on the high score 510 fantasy football league after week 
six. We're in week seven right now. Week seven, I mean. I'll start from the top. The bottom is very bottom. <laughs> in first place, we have Broke Down Car. I still don't know who the hell that is. Shout out to Jay Wolf. Sponsorship. Who the hell is this guy? I think That's you created Josh. a team to try to win my money. Shout out to jo- Josh. Is one of the is a friend of one of our other good friends of the show, Milt. So he's one of friends, Milt's friends, who's been, you know, what I'm saying on our Patreon for a while. Well, I thought you just did this shit to try to take my money. You brought in a ringer or some shit. <laughs> Two is the other white meat. Well, listen up, City Jim. I is a baby. Oh, hi, baby. The other other white meat coming straight from across the pond, right? Yep. Shout out Anne Marie from Ireland. Oh, there. She's she's in second place with four and two record. In third place, also with the four and two record, only only three points behind Anne Marie is Aaron Aaron Sharpens Aaron. Of course, that's me, your local AG three. I have to change my name for the other Aaron just to show because we were playing each other. That's showing what's up. Like, what was that final score? Let me look at that score. Was you know let's let's not just breeze through what that score was with Aaron Sharpen Aaron. The other Aaron has seventy four, and I had one hundred and eleven. So let's say to say that I, I doled myself sharpening him. <laughs> After that, we have G's great team, which started off on fire, but now is uh, seem to be spurred a little bit. He's at four and two, and then at fifth place, one of the worst fantasy players of all time, the guy who quit fantasy, Black Ladies Fantasy, is the name of his team. Pedro Craig. Oh, that at four and two. Then we got hunting for Skittles, three and three. I'm the better Aaron at three and three, and then bringing up eighth is Jared with Jerry World Order at two and four. The ninth place is Yarms with one and five, and bringing up very last place the person who drafted Derek Devontae Adams and Derek Carlson. There it come, man. Soul Raider <laughs> might be the worst fantasy team of all time. There it <laughs> come, man. Shout out to uh, Soul Raider, man, for for rocking with us since day one. Sponsorship. You call in the show. We'll give you some advice for your fantasy team if you'd like. We'll offer it up to you and Nip Money. Shout out sponsorship. Come on our show. We'll give you some high score five one zero. Um, you know, saying deep dive analysis, fantasy analysis that that can only be heard here at the High School Five and podcast. Yeah, only deep dive fantasy. <laughs> You're like, I don't like that nigga. Don't draft him. In other news, America has a black sperm donor shortage, and black women are paying man, the price. That. Yeah, man, fuck that. I tried to donate sperm in college. They wouldn't take my shit, dude. So as I put African American on, my shit got rejected, man. Here I was in shape, six foot chiseled. I went to the sperm bank in Berkeley trying to donate. No, nah, no, nah, wasn't a need. They said I called. I was like, "Hey, man, how come I keep getting rejected? Not a need. I wanted the fucking money. I know I have a friend that donated his sperm. If the women could see who he was, I... <laughs> like, yeah, I think he's been having to meet kids now in the last few years, right?" <laughs> He's been having to meet kids because once they turn 18, they get allowed to get the info. And so he's been meeting some kids. You know, some don't want relationships. They just want to meet them. And I'm like, dude, how the fuck this dude shorter? That's all I'm going to say. I was six feet, chiseled, college graduate, everything. And no, ain't no need for black sperm. Man, fuck that, man. Fuck the sperm banks, man. They got to pay me. Oh, Aaron. Hey, man, I'm telling you, philanthropic. Be like, hey. We need to nah, make sure we get reason, more black donors represented. You got to understand why there's a black system. Nah, if you want black sperm, you don't have to go to a donor, no building to get it. You just go holler at a brother. You can get you some sperm. <laughs> we do it the old fashioned way. Ain't no turkey bases. Ain't no shit here. 
I mean, okay, let's say it's a lesbian couple and they don't want to have sex with the guy. You know, I mean, you know, you still do brother, it the good old fashioned way. You still do exactly. <laughs> I mean, just let a brother come over and watch it. You know, and, and with the cup in his hand. <laughs> uh, brother, I mean that. No offense, to anyone that don't want to do that, but I mean, brothers if, would do it. Uh, you want your black baby, brothers would do it. Uh, they, the old fashioned one. If a gay couple came to me and said, "Hey, we want your sperm," <laughs> we're gonna do it the good old fashioned way. That seems Sam kind of scary. Don't ask me for sperm unless I'm worried. Regular, you want it regular. You think you think some couple gonna come to you and say we want to give birth to a senior citizen, nigga? Yes, <laughs> a, a, a lesbian couple gonna cut a pager and say, you know what? We just got through watching this movie with Michael Clark Duncan yeah, we just and, watched, and Tom Hanks. We just watched <laughs> the color purple, and I couldn't wait to you know make a. Pedro, 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 give him a baby that'll be born with astigmatism and arthritis already. <laughs> no, he'll just she'll just have that one diabetic gene, not, yeah, nothing else. Your, your, your baby don't cry. He just move his deck like Daddy Glover and lead the women. She gonna be cursing Pedro the whole time during birth when that baby come out with shoulders looking like Michael Parsons <laughs> and a neck. Pedro baby come out with a neck roll. <laughs> it's just been revoked. <laughs> Your baby gonna come out and won't have a swaddle nigga. It's gonna come out with a blade trench coat. <laughs> come on, looking like a blade. <laughs> Pedro. Some, Some motherfuckers is always, always trying, trying to ice skate up here. <laughs> Pedro, Pedro's kids' first words are gonna be like, "I'm getting too old for this shit." <laughs> that thing got a Hemi. Your baby, Pedro, your baby gonna have to save Beanie that uh, Samuel L. Jackson did and coming to America. Anybody move, I'll blow your fucking head off. We gonna have to get, yeah, we gonna we gonna work with. Hey, if y'all need a sperm donor, holler at us, Pedro. <laughs> It's going to give you an adult baby. When your baby is born, you ain't going to worry about breastfeeding it. It will fix your engine and your car. It will take Anybody you. Anybody want to have a mature child? It will take itself call, to the movie. Call us a 5105. <laughs> will not get a birth certificate. You will get a C-class driver's license. <laughs> Pedro's baby's first, first meal is going to be at IHOP. <laughs> <laughs> Pedro's baby is kind of like a builder bear. It comes out with his own AARP certificate. <laughs> Certified forklift driver. Ten years warehouse experience. Pedro baby gonna be born with cavities. <laughs> it's already got a full set of adult teeth. They're going to be dropping insulin in the formula. That's what I'm saying. The DNA. Only thing wrong will be wrong with the DNA is going to have di- You're going to have the first trait of diabetes. Baby going to be born with the gold tooth. Let me see that Philly roll. One, covet, covet. Oh, shit. Pedro, please start donating some sperm. I, wanna, I can't wait to yeah. hear your kids. Hey, hey, if you want me to donate sperm, contact us on Instagram. Pedro, baby, gone, is the first baby that's going to nurse, but spit out the milk and just keep nursing and spitting out the milk. <laughs> well, anyways, it says that fewer than 2% at the country's four largest sperm banks are black sperm donors. So 
there is a shortage and many women between the age of 35 and 45, non-Hispanic black women are unmarried compared to 16% of white women. So there's a bigger proportion of black well, women you know that why. are looking for black donors, but there's such a low And they created that donors. shit, dude. I'm not lying yeah. when I told the story about me and the sperm bank. They created that shit. Well, you know why? The black people, don't, they're still afraid of child support. They're not going down there. Tell me. <laughs> like, wait, so I can get somebody pregnant without having to pay them off later? <laughs> They're like, no, no, we tricked us once, tricked us once. <laughs> Brandon, uh, what do you think about the shortage of black sperm donors, Brandon? Uh, how do you feel about that? You know what? I, I think it's, um, I don't know who's keeping track of these stats, though. That's the thing I think about, like, who's keeping track of these stats? And you got to think, like, where are, all, where are all these banks at collecting this stuff? What neighborhoods are they in? What neighborhood is Parent, Planned Parenthood in? Like, you got to make sure, like, are they... Can, <laughs> All those, you know, all these new stars, all these new sports stars. You got your Patrick Mahomes, you got your hey, is Aaron Judge? Is he mixed? Yeah, yeah. he's a he's a mulatto. Mixed. Okay, yeah. Looking at all these mixed kids and these superstars, and like, wait a minute now, we want uh we'll try to get some of these big Negroes in our house. Pedro, sure. you need to get you whitest. a six foot two white woman with your broad shoulders. Y'all will have a baseball or football player, a potentially basketball player that can, you know, make some noise. But make sure it's one with some good genes, like a like a uh, Bridget Nelson. Like you go end up with like someone like Michael Porter's moms. Next thing you know, you got kids with with six ACL tears and five back surgeries. It says the reason for the shortage is a myriad of reasons for the shortage. One was a failure of cryobanks to recruit black donors, obviously, right? Or accept um, them. And this is a selection process that, that demands a three-generation medical history, which in, which can be challenging for black men who may not have access to quality health care. And, and it also excludes donors with felony convic convictions. Um, I had none of those. And this is before all my family like history was even known with my sisters, right? And all that. They they just they they were exclusive for years. They, it was their own practice that led to this shit. Yeah. So well, even fuck even as they try to acknowledge the issues that are creating the disproportion and the, the lack of representation, the damage to some degree has already been done. Because, you know, as you know, AG3, he ain't got no 18 year olds coming up trying to, you know, meet him at this point in his life. But also, you know, what I'm saying it missed the window for, you know, certain people's prime nut like Aaron. See, that's why I see these men nuts busy. See, they got to keep their nuts busy. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are we saying right now? <laughs> I would like to throw out a couple things. Uh, sperm can be stored up to 50 years. Mm. So you're saying that say in the last 50 years, you have somebody from 1970, 1980. They weren't accepting, <laughs> Brandon. Yeah, 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 that sounds about right. And it also sounds like, you know, in the 80s, man, a lot of niggas was in jail, so... They and then in the 90s, they weren't, they weren't taking college students like me who needed a couple bucks. Niggas rationing out dick all around the world. Wait, well, they just wanted to get more. They want to get more data. See how he turned out. Hey, at our age, how many swimmers do we have? <laughs> Why don't you test it out and find uh, out? I mean, you just tell me what you ate this week. I can uh, tell you the <laughs> probability whether or not they healthier. <laughs> um, pork rinds, pork ribs, <laughs> pork sandwich, <laughs> ham and eggs. I'm gonna say it's. You got none left, man. All those fools in, in the South in the hood eating bad, they still having a lot of kids. 
It's something like seventy. I mean, but that right there. But yeah. you see now seven, nigga. Think about the birth rates, man. All that healthy <laughs> shit don't mean <laughs> no. No, but that's a, but but that, but that's more about the education and lack of money to get. Treated. I'm still saying, or hey, every time I meet, every time I meet someone from Berkeley, they, oh man, we trying to have a baby. Let me tell you how many times my sister's been knocked up. You think they tried to have a baby in a little sign? Pedro's sperm count come out and just say Kahlua pork. <laughs> Pedro's sperm count just as high. Hey, how old was your brother when he had his last child, Pedro? 40. Exactly. Swimmers. Yeah, 47. Yeah. Swimmers. You from the South, you got nothing but swimmers. Your shit gonna be swimming to the day you die. They trying to find somebody to get a dick to. That's another I'm thing sure, they said contributed sure, is that that's why they right. have they don't have a lot of black representation in uh, swimming as a sport it's because they they claim that black people can't swim good. But if you look at all that all that BBC oh, juice, yeah, right. all this this motherfucker <laughs> doing. I know niggas who got girls pregnant by putting it in their butt. Nigga, what is you come on? They can make you slap somebody. <laughs> That's a killer Winslow. Those are killer Winslow swimmers. I'm a fucking soldier. <laughs> In sports news, Hollywood is burning. It was the start of the NBA season this week, which we didn't get to last week, but we got to it. We're going to get to it this week, AG3, just for you. However, sadly, the Hollywood Hills are on fire, and so is what was formerly the Staples Center and is now the Rumazoom Doom Doom Arena, or what's the name of the new arena? No research. Crypt Arena, man. Crypto Arena, whatever. I don't know. Crypto, the Crypt is on fire because the Lakers have started the season in quite a slump. What is wrong with the Lakers? I told you that before. How come we don't talk about the Philadelphia 76ers? Well, because they're they're in Philadelphia. They're not in L.A. Okay. And and the Philly the Philly fans are gonna make them know how bad they are enough. Anybody who plays in Philly, like if you're bad, like I'm not gonna pile on. Your fans are gonna do more than enough trash talking and and put downs to you know you know serve a lifetime. Well, let's let's just calm down. Beginning of the season, um, we don't know what, what trades are gonna be made. We don't know what players are gonna be available. But what we do know is Rob Palinka is an idiot. We do know LeBron James is also an idiot when it comes to putting together teams. <laughs> also, the Bus families are all idiots because anybody that have Kurt Rambis hanging around, Linda Rambis more, Lin- Linda Rambis, any of the Rambis is hanging around asking them for win- the Ramby, <laughs> asking them for winning advice when they went to New York and went a whole twenty four and fifty two or whatever the hell he, he got all his. Uh, Accolades from Magic Johnson and Kareem Abdul Jabbar. I mean, he's just part of the Laker family. Y'all need to, like Aaron said a long time ago, got to break that family up. You need some outside people. We don't have anybody bringing talent. We got people that, um, we got all family members and Kobe hanger owners. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody was in the Laker, Magic Johnson, big bad Magic Johnson, he doesn't have anything but HIV. He don't know anything. <laughs> Well, what what can the Lakers do to this roster? What is something the Lakers can do to this roster right now that you think would help fix the problem? Like play, uh, play the kids, the people that you picked up all offensively garbage. You're gonna have to train the kids how to play defense. Just play the kids. They shoot already shoot better. Scottie Pippen Jr. passes better than anybody on that team right now. 
AG3, what about you? What do you think? Buy out Russell Westbrook. I'm a one. Trade as much as you can. Him and uh, LeBron, it's just a bad mix. I watched not much you could do, Jared. They they only got two picks in the future, and they're holding on to them, and I don't blame them. They're two picks in like four years from now. Yeah. I saw Pat Bev trying to run a fast break and throw a lob to Austin Reeves, which he didn't even hit the rim with the dunk attempt. He grabbed it and fell fell out, almost out of bounds. And then I saw another breakaway where they penetrated and got a great dish and they swung it and it got to Patrick Beverly. And then he said, I don't want it. And then he swung it to Russell Westbrook or vice versa. And then he said, I don't want it. He swung it to Anthony Davis, who was stepping into three, who is their best three-point shooter, by the way. <laughs> and he didn't want it. So like it, they had they had they had the defense running to recover. And at a certain point, I think the defense said, you know what? None of these niggas can shoot. We don't even need to recover. Just let them let them figure it out. But uh, there's been Juan Toscano Anderson was a signing from the Warriors they got. And he was standing on the perimeter getting th- throwed the ball for wide open threes that he was clanking and missing. And they, they have no shooters. They I don't understand what they were thinking when they made this team, whether they thought defense and fast break ability with uh, with this team was going to be what fed them a title. But. They don't have an outside presence, and teams are starting to not even run out at certain guys anymore, which is problematic if you want to be able to, you know, win in this this day and age, uh, day and age in the NBA. Adaris, do you have any uh, ideas, or do you think the Lakers just need a little time to congeal and get some chemistry? Yeah, I think you niggas is being hypercritical. I think they're they're uh, they're zero three. Um, the Lakers have had worse starts than this before, um, and haven't made the playoffs those years. Subsequently. <laughs> I feel you. Feel what you're saying. <laughs> like, hey, they've had worse starts than this, and they still suck the rest of that year. But yeah, what's that? What's that? There has been times where it's, it's been a lot worse. Um, and if they would start off like zero and eight, zero and twelve, then maybe there's some talk there. Zero and eight, zero and nine, like that's when it starts to get serious. But zero and three, nah, I, I wouldn't bat a lash to it. And that's one, two. The Russell Westbrook thing makes me really furious because he. I watched that that second game. The first game he went off a little bit, but the second game, he didn't really have any looks, bro. Like he wasn't really getting much looks. And Darius, that nigga was missing layups. <laughs> <laughs> he nah, went he 0 didn't... for eleven to Darius. He had two points on 0 for eleven shooting. <laughs> well, no, nah, he didn't miss a layups. He he missed a, uh, a contested layup. You know what? Here's the thing. I and I was talking to my boy, shout out to Raheel and John Vale, and I was talking to them about you know, basketball, they they have the NBA pass and they watch and they just always text about basketball. And I was arguing with them about how trash this 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 roster is. And Palinka deserves a lot of blame. LeBron deserves uh, pretty much the same amount of blame. The thing is, is like Russell Westbrook is a player that I was like, I'm not going to hate on Russell Westbrook. I will say if he's playing like dog shit right now, he's playing like dog shit. But at the same time, like as a as a competitor and an athlete and an NBA player throughout his whole career, like I love his game because he's a killer. He wants to he wants to beat you. He wants to he wants to, you know, saying take your heart. And he plays with that intensity, which you don't see out of a lot of players in the league anymore. And so I got mad respect for Russell Westbrook. Can I he's ask a, you something? He's a Jared? bad fit and his game isn't Let me aging. Ask you something. I gotta ask you something. What's up, Pedro? You just said he's a dog and he's a, he's a bulldog, whatever. So when has that ever worked for him in his whole career? It's worked on throughout his whole career oh, when oh, he was really? playing. No, 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 no. What has he won? What has he won? He's won uh, MVPs. He's yeah, won. Yeah, he's yeah. won. He's won Offensive Player of the Year once. He no, won no, and, and, rings. Yeah, no, Pedro, Pedro, oh, Pedro. Yeah, he wasn't really set up. The closest he got was OKC. Yeah, when he had when he had the, who? When, KD. What do you mean? With, 
Him and KD should have beat well, the Warriors. They're up three one. Thank you, and 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 uh, Ibaka. You know why? Because they were so damn talented. They can cover up for that fool's uh, mishandling in uh, turnovers and brick layups and bad shot selections. They took. They made up for that. Yeah, but I'll say this. I, I'll say when all is said and done. I easily see Russ Westbrook's going to be a top 10 point guard in NBA history. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. You know why? No, he already is. Hall of Fame. He is. But, I'm but, in the Hall of Fame right now. But Pedro, Pedro. Congratulations, I, like, congratulations Pedro. The, the thing is, no, the thing is that, like, as much as we want to pile on and we want to pile on Russell Westbrook, his competitive mentality, him being a professional, I don't think you can hate on. I think him being a misfit, not fitting with this team, and the team and heavily investing in him, Okay, the the team chose. Jared, to invest that's in him. my yeah. No, no, no. The team didn't choose to invest in him. They didn't have to sign him to that. They didn't no, have to say we will LeBron pay you forty James, million dollars. LeBron James, like, hey, get this funny dressing nigga Kyle Kuzma out of here. I want Russell. Well, no. Here's the thing. Kyle Kuzma did not have that competitive nature in him. Kyle Kuzma wanted to fuck all the Jenners and and and, and wanted to dress like an alt right barista. What, and and so, guess what? Kyle Kuzma is six ten. I know. I'm not saying that LeBron James was smart for pushing Kuzma out. And not, you know, letting him develop and working with guys who could actually shoot a little bit. But what I'm saying is that, like, yes, this falls on LeBron as much as it does Rob Palenka. Rob Palenka is the one who gets to make the final say and offers the sheet to the player. So, like, that's yes. that's on Palenka. That is also on LeBron James for, for greenlighting it but, and pushing other players out to get the players he wanted. You got to understand what I'm saying here, Jared. Westbrook's not a winner. He's a He's a hustler. Fuck out of here! What are you he, talking? He, he, he wins on teams that are that need him to play the way he does. Yeah. He's an athlete. He's a hell of an athlete. No, no. Russell, Russell Westbrook He's is taking a miniature, shitty teams into the finals. Russell Westbrook is I mean, a miniature version of LeBron James. Russell he's, Westbrook he's a, is a mini version no. of LeBron James. Yes, he is because no, he shooter. No. Yes, yeah. No, listen, listen. listen I Pedro. agree, Pedro. You you no. getting too caught up and you're not even arguing the facts. This motherfucker needs shooters. Russell Westbrook needs shooters also. That's why when he penetrated that game one against, mm-hmm. the, against the Warriors and he made a nice penetration, collapsed the defense. How many threes did he hit? Hold on, hold on, nigga. He dished out <laughs> to Juan Toscano Anderson. He can't shoot. He dished out <laughs> to Patrick Beverly. He can't shoot. He, shoot. he needs How shooters threes, just like LeBron James How many needs shooters. threes did Russell Westbrook? That's not his Look, game. I ain't going to hate on that LeBron. Question. That's the problem is LeBron and Westbrook don't mix because they're both basically they the same, both the kind same of player. They're just one six nine. The one's higher in. One's higher in. One six nine and actually can hit a damn three. Yeah, you get no. He's a. I'll give it. LeBron is obviously a better player, but the issue is that LeBron greenlit bringing in. They had an option to get Demar Derozan last year. They said we want Westbrook. Yeah, they went after Westbrook. Demar Derozan from that, LA. They could have. Yes. Demar Derozan's from LA. It's a Compton. You yes. could have got Demar Derozan. Yep. He don't shoot threes. And they went for Westbrook over the yeah. 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 Well, and you know what? He would have been a more efficient player. Hello. He always is a efficient way, player. Way a better way <laughs> player. Way better efficient player. Yeah. You can shoot the ball. You can remember anything. Westbrook's giving you nothing but 10 turnovers a game. We don't use this anymore. Some of his bricks, Aaron, could be considered turn. Like, he could be the first nigga where the stat of bricking a ball so bad just gets turned into a turnover, not a shot. Not even a anymore. shot. <laughs> hey, you gotta, young, young Westbrook, I used to love. I was like, man, this dude, this dude dunked on No, nah, you loved it when he wasn't on your team. He came out old in LA. 
LA heads. Did y'all used to watch him play in LA? Was he? What was his? Yeah, I saw him play. I saw him play UCLA play Cal. I was at the game, and I didn't know who he was. And he jumped over this fool and dunked all over Cal. And I call couldn't hear shit because the gym was going crazy. Even Cal fans going crazy. Never seen someone dunk on someone like this, like over him. It was fucking sick. It started off the game. And I remember just screaming at him, like, man, you got to check out highlights. I don't know, was it you, Pedro? I said, there's some dude named Westbrook. Look no, at his fucking highlights. He ain't had no left hand, hand, but that nigga was... Uh, <laughs> he had no left hand, kid. but he could attack the basket. He was a kid, he was a basket. Yeah, Centennial, I heard he was even doper. Here, I, hey, here, here's the problem with Westbrook. I'm going to show you the problem with Westbrook. I want you guys, He he's a bad job, Morant. John Morant is actually developing. John Morant can't shoot for shit either, Pedro. What is John Morant doing now, Aaron? No, John, John, John Morant and, and falling on the ground. We'll see. We'll see. No, 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 no. no, no, no. John Morant's been hitting some. Don't do that. Some don't do that. You ain't watched that. I watched the whole first game when no. they lost to the Knicks. They I, lost I know to they, who? No, nah, no, nah, they beat the Knicks. But I watched they that beat whole the first Knicks game. And they it beat went to the OT yeah. because he instead of him popping up and shooting a 10-5 or seven a footer. He tried to drive. How many did he make? How many make? How many? How many, Pedro? Not a, not a lot, man. How many jump shots? They got it. They got a, like a jump shot chart. Yeah, I was watching that game. I don't see how I don't, many. How I many points did he put His jumper looked like shit. Still, no, no, he got bad no, form. No, yeah. don't go there. No, you know okay. he got bad uh, form. Let's, no, he's let's working on his game just like um. Hey, working his game, jump trying to Giannis worked on his game. Are you like old niggas? Let's listen. Let's try to jump on the game. Y'all just doing. Y'all just watching the highlights. I watched the game. I just told you I watched the whole fucking game. Watching the highlights. So I watched the whole. You didn't see none of the fifteen footers. I called Jared texted bitching about that game. You seen none of the fifteen footers he made. That's what you tell. He made like three. Man, you acted like you acted like the motherfucker Reggie Lewis or Ray Allen. How many points he have? He made three because he was all dunking and going to the basket the whole fucking game. Coming he's there, gonna, he's gonna be, I guarantee you. He acted like I didn't I watch that shit. I sat there and watched that shit. I guarantee he's gonna be, he's gonna be Russell. He's gonna know how to shoot better. He's gonna know how to shoot. He's gonna learn. I need to see it to believe it because he got bad form. Usually when you have bad form, you don't develop I, a great I believe Darius making the same face my mom used to make before she used to tell me and my brother to shut the fuck up. Coming come, come <laughs> this summer, starring uh starring old niggas argue. I don't care what you believe. Eh? I know you got something up sleeve, nigga. You think I'm gonna stay up arguing with you all night? You cutting into oh, my sleeping time. Oh, okay, kiss my ass and go good night. Go to sleep, nigga. Yeah. I hope, and I hope it's the long one. Yeah. Why are you talking to me? Go to sleep. Good night. I'm going to sleep. Good night, Ray. Why don't you go to sleep? Why not? I can't. Why for? I can't just sit here and look at your ass and wonder what you got up your sleeve. Yeah, I got something brewing. I got an ass whooping brewing for you, Ray. If you don't stop fucking with me. Oh, that right. That's right, Ray. All right. Sleep tight, nigga. Yeah, fuck you too. Yeah, I hope your ass pissed the bed with that weak ass bladder. Yeah, well, if I do, if I do, and then I put the sheets on you. How you like that? The Brooklyn Nets have started out a little bit rocky. They are also looking like a team that might be a little bit mismatched in parts. But do you guys see they have a good chance to turn it around and, and make some noise in, in the East? Or do you think that this is also something similar to the Lakers and they should at some point make moves? They're going to probably do like the Lakers make moves in the buyout market. They ain't got much much to work with. They traded a lot of picks to get there, like the Lakers, to get where they are. They need to get bigger up front. Yeah, they need to get bigger. I mean, well, they got a Simmons, 6'10 point guard. Simmons, I, he's not getting no boards, which is weird. I'm like, as tall as this fool is, he ain't getting an assist. Is he getting a lot of assists and boards, Rayon? 
I don't think so. Yeah, I, I didn't see him right any. I thought he's gonna have way more assists or boards. And I... well, he had ten boards in the second game and only five in the first game. Uh, eight assists in game two and he five he assists. Fouled out. He fouled out that first game too. Yeah, fouled out without. He only scored four points. I think. I think for the Nets, honestly, if you really want to look at it, the Nets need Ben Simmons to be like Russell Westbrook and show some real heart. And this is why I said I'm not gonna shit on Russell Westbrook because Russell Westbrook will at least show heart and he's not going to stop. He's not going to shy away from taking his shots. Ben Simmons shot three shots in the first game and five shots in the second game. Whether or not you want Westbrook's trying to do too much, I'd rather have somebody who's trying to do too much than not do anything at all. And I think Ben Simmons is shying away from being the player that he could be. He has all the physical tools, but he doesn't have the mentals to be a killer, to be an extreme competitor. And it's been questioned in these first two games would imply that that is true. And, and, for them to have a chance to actually win, he's got to be the one that is the interstitial, the impactful interstitial fluid or tissue between KD and Kyrie's offensive, you know, prowess. And if he can be aggressive, like they need him to basically be the guy that's like, I'm not going to be the guy standing on the perimeter. I'm going to be the guy that is penetrating and going at the rim. And I'm going to dish when it's right to dish. But I'm also, I'm six motherfucking 10 and athletic as fuck. I'm going to go hard at the rim. Whether I can shoot free throws or not, I'm gonna put pressure on y'all to put send me to the line, or I'm gonna score on you, you every shoot time. Shoot free throws. But but hold on, let me finish. Oh, you're point. saying that's what he should do? That's no, you you, do. you you cannot allow your free throw inability to deter you from still being an offensive weapon because sometimes mm, they're not gonna foul you, and and if you get them in foul trouble, guess what? They have lesser players on the court that can then foul you later. But if you don't even force your, their hand at that and you don't say, this is this is what I can do to make this team better because I can dish to Kyrie and he can hit an open jumper. I can dish to KD. He can hit an open jumper. You know what that also does for KD and Kyrie? It allows them less energy having to ex- exert trying to create their own shot all the goddamn time. If you are somebody saying, I'm attacking, attacking, attacking. Draymond Green attacks, attacks, attacks when he has the opportunity and he has good shooters around him, but also... He, he still will pass it when he should just dunk it sometimes, but he'll still try and finish and he might smoke a layup, but he's at least consistent enough to where the teams honor him and those passes to those shooters is more effective. He could have a similar effect if he actually committed to saying, I'm going to take more than five shots a game, which he hasn't. If Ben Simmons is going to play this kind of basketball, the Nets are going to be in for a very, very long, maybe six, seven, eight seed type season, if that, unless he turns it around and starts playing more like Russell Westbrook and puts a little more dog in his, in, in his game, so... He will still got that dog in Russell him. Westbrook, though. He will still be mad. Like, the thing about it is that, like, all right, the nigga Russell Westbrook, will keep, he's a try-hard for sure. Mm-hmm. Niggas still mad when he take the game-winning shot. Niggas was mad at Ben Simmons when he didn't take the game-winning shot. It's just like, where's the gray area? For whatever reason, that's the play that everyone talks about, that everyone is, everybody sort of puts on you as the, as the blame, right? The it's like that, that single play. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, in the moment, I just spun, and I'm assuming Trey's going to come over quicker. So I'm thinking he's going to come full blown, and I see Matisse going down. You know, Matisse, Matisse is athletic and get up. So I'm thinking, okay, quick pass, he's going to flush it, not knowing how much space there was. It happened, it happened so quick that you just make a read. And in the playoffs, you need to make the right decisions majority of the time. And for that moment, um, I mean, bro, it it happened. And I was just like, okay, fuck, now we got to go make another play. That's how I'm thinking. And I didn't realize how, you know, everyone's posting. I'm like, is that big? Like, When you're a big man and you're going against a small dude, you don't mm -hmm. say, I made the right basketball play. No, 
the right basketball play is I have a huge mismatch and I know that I'm bigger than this guy. Or, you know, fuck it. I'm right at the hoop. I'm going to score. That's that's the mentals. It should be. It should be yeah. the mentals. Oh, I made the right basketball play. I was a foot away from the basket and somebody flashed at me. I just saw a jersey. Nigga, you look down to see that jersey. That nigga's six inches shorter than you. So you had to look down. That means you won't even look at the hoop when you turn off that spin. And that kind of shit gets on my nerves. No. The right basketball play is get the ball in the motherfucking hoop. And sometimes it's got to be you. And sometimes you say, you know what? I don't have the best shot. But that's not a shot. That's called a motherfucking layup and a dunk. That motherfucker's like afraid that to show money. some real heart. And I'm sad to say that Ben Simmons ain't got no heart. Actually, I'm not sad to say it. But it's disappointing that that motherfucker can take a whole season, make all this money, and people are still trying to massage stories about, you know what I'm saying, what he really is and what he isn't. Nah, let's be real about it. He ain't got <sighs> that dog in him. That's what I was going to no, say, Jared. I, I things that I want, I want a big booty hole going to the kitchen and make me a sandwich, then clap a booty in front of me. That happened. <laughs> I like booty. This this yet? man, this man here, Ben Simmons is not a basketball player. Let's, let's get that straight. He's not a basketball player no more. I don't know what happened. He's not there. He wants to date Jenners and whatever. If you're a six nine, six ten dude, can't put the ball in the hoop, you're not a basketball. You are a 6'9 dude who's just collecting money. Cutty Corner shout outs. Cutty Corner shout outs. Uh, oh, shit. Uh, Cutty Corner shout outs is the same, same way on the show on where we get a chance to rank a plane or talk about something that's pissing you off or highlight something positive in the world. Cutty Corner shout outs. Cutty Corner shout outs. It's, it's, it's Aaron, do you have a Cutty Corner shout out? You know I do. You know I do. Today's Cutty Corner shout out goes out to Bay Area stores. First, I thought it was just one liquor store and I threw people off. I'm going out with a couple of young people getting shit. I wasn't buying this. Don't even drink it anymore. Didn't really drink it much back in the day. But I was with them because I kept going with them and go get lunch Some guys from work. And they, they said, let's stop going to the liquor store across the street from our school. It's a scam. It's a scam, this and that. So I believe it was a scam. I didn't know what the fuck they was talking about. So we go to 7-Eleven. And they started telling me it's a scam because the Arizona iced tea was being charged $2 in a liquor store, right? Like, it's a scam. I said, don't it say 99 cents on a bottle? And I said, I remember reading an article. The Arizona iced tea owner and uh, CEO said it's still 99 cents. So we go into 7-Eleven and the shit was $2 there too, even though it's ain't 99 cent on it. So Bay Area stores, man, I know you probably got to charge inflation all that, but the shit say 99 cent on it. You can't sit there and charge double the price, man. We ain't at a fucking airport. You're at a damn liquor store. So my credit card shot, I go to Bay Area stores, including 7-Eleven, that's up pricing things that has a price on it already. I'm sure if they're saying only charge, and the CEO saying only charge 99 cent, you're still getting it at wholesale costs. Why are you trying to double up the earnings? So my cutty corner shout out goes out the Bay Area stores. Yeah, and that nigga owe me five dollars. Pedro, do you have a cutty corner shout out? I do. Um, it's uh, voting time, and I don't know how these damn uh, politicians got my cell phone number, 
If I don't stop getting texts from Tucson, Phoenix, Gilbert, Buckeye, Scottsdale, Mesa, Flagstaff, the Indian Reservation. Uh, if y'all don't stop sending me these political ads, I'm getting pictures. I get excited. I was like, <laughs> I, got, I got a picture from this girl I met uh, at the mall, right? She's sending me some titties. No, it's a political ad. They're sending me pictures about, please go vote for uh, Debbie Lake or whatever racist is running for office this uh, this election season. Jeff Blake uh, taking your rights from abortion. Mark Kelly is an astronaut and he wants to help old white people. So please vote for him, Democrat. And he'll work with, work with Republicans in the Senate. No, he won't. Ain't nobody doing nothing. None of them are doing anything to help out any of this inflation. Uh, nobody wants to help out with these high gas prices. Uh, everybody's just getting greedy. So please stop sending me text messages on my cell phone. I, I got excited. I thought that girl I met in the grocery store was sending me pictures. <laughs> I don't know who gave my cell phone number, but I'm not voting next year from 2024. My shout out goes out to news reporters quoting their own tweets. I hate when like I hear somebody in an interview or on the news say, "Man, I will." Like I said in my tweet, as in if any <laughs> anybody actually read that shit, <laughs> like, oh yeah, I was tweeting about this earlier. Dude. Just tell me what you got to tell me. Don't tell me you tweeted about it <laughs> that you saw it, that you posted on your Instagram. Just tell me about it. All right, just pretend like I don't know nothing about nothing. If even I heard it, I'm a polite person. I'm just gonna say, "Oh man, I heard that." Oh, just tell me your shit, man. I'm um, tired of that. That is my that's that's the thing I'm thinking about right now. As you asked me this cutting quarter shout out. Number two, try people minimizing our <laughs> minimization of anti-Semitic <laughs> language. The whole kind of thing happened, right? And I think most people don't understand why black people don't think it's that, like a such a terrible thing <laughs> about these Jewish stereotypes. Now I might be going out on a limb here, right? Like there's things we do every day to sort of mitigate the oppression and how do we interact with white people or people where we're not the dominant race or whatever. And most stereotypes we get are terrible. Right? They think we're going to rob people. We think we're lazy, poor, all these other things. Violence, over-sexualized. Exactly. And the, the general stereotypes about Jewish people is that they, you know, either have money or whatever that is. And I feel like black people look at Jewish people stereotypes like, like you sound like a model minority that looks not man, like a minority I, I, I wish somebody thought i had some money exactly. <laughs> the problem is exactly. only, only black people trying to rob people think i got money you got yeah. too much then power nigga. Hard when i go in the store <laughs> right oh for sure man i think um and i think there's a lot of people chiming in like oh you shouldn't think that but like if you're not of one of these minority groups who deals with stereotypes on a regular basis I don't need to hear about how I should feel about other people's stereotypes. That's all I'm saying about that, man. Adarius, do you have a Cutty Corner shout out? Yeah, oh my, my Cutty Corner shout out this week, man. It, it, <laughs> I got two this week, y'all. Uh, so one, one it's, I'm going to keep it real simple for one. One, my Cutty Corner shout out goes to Pepsi, Pepsi Cola. 
they won't bring back Clear Pepsi and people are in outrage by them not bringing back Clear Pepsi. I think it's a cultural moment that should be around permanently. And it's doing right by the people who love Pepsi. The reason people I bring up Pepsi as, don't like clear Pepsi, bro. <laughs> nah, man. People who love Pepsi definitely like clear Pepsi. It's about the love, all right? The love before the like, Jared. See, you wouldn't know nothing about that. The reason I bring that up today is because uh, my <laughs> shout out goes to Jared again, as always. Now, listen, just like Pepsi Cola Company, Jared's having a motherfucking problem bringing back my teammate to my team. Listen, folks. I was on a fantasy team, and this afternoon... Nigga, you was I, not on any fantasy team, nigga. <laughs> okay, are you going to let Here we go. Here we go. Okay, Here okay. we go, right, Explain it, explain it. Motherfucking Papa Shango necklace-wearing ass, nigga. Listen, so I had a fantasy team, and today I was just trying to put my player on the injured reserve and drop him from the starting lineup and pick up a new player. Now, there was not an IR spot when I was trying to move my player. So when I picked up my new player, it asked me, did I want to drop? I'm thinking it was just going to have that player go to my IR spot because he's already on IL and he was injured. When I press continue, he actually was dropped off my team and dropped into the waiver wire. I'm not going to mention this player because some of our minions listen to this podcast, so I'm just going to be quiet and hope that nobody finds out what happens. But I called the commissioner. The commissioner told me he needs to take a motherfucking shower. He still looks like he hasn't taken a fucking shower all day. Talking about he wouldn't go take a shower. He didn't take a fucking shower. The commissioner is Jared fucking Sanders, and he doesn't do anything for the people. All right, you Pepsi-Cola-minded, fuck you. Do something for the people. Let them be right. Do something right as a commissioner. Stop being a fucking dickhead and give me my player back, Jared. I'm tired of begging you. I'm mad. All right. I called you. I was nice at first. Now I'm mad. He was nice. He was. I was on the phone with him. He was nice. I'm, to I'm pissed the fuck off, Jared. He stayed calm. He was nice. Complete accident. All I want is my fucking player back, Jared. So just hook me up, put it in reverse. Stop <laughs> talking all this monkey shit that I got to give my player up. I'm tickle your balls. I do all these things to jump around the hoops. Just to get my fucking player back, Jared. Stop playing with me and give me my dude back. You know what I want, man. My Cutty Corner shout-out goes out to Adarius. Adarius, how long you been in this uh, fantasy basketball league? Uh, since you had no pubic hair. Okay, so since I started pre-puberty, so at least 10 years. Uh, Adarius, how many times have you, because you'd like to tout this every time we argue about you being potentially a subpar manager in the league, you like to say, you know, how many times you won the title. So how many times you won a title in this league? Twice. Twice. Okay, so you're a two-time champion. You are one of the I'm original... Oh, hold on. Years, okay. 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 13 years. So you're one of the original managers from this league. You and Kevin Brown are two of the remaining original managers from this league of fantasy basketball, which you've played for more than a decade. A D-E-C-A-D-E. A decade. Over a decade. Okay. To my surprise, I'm getting calls from different people saying, did you see what Adarius just did in our fantasy basketball league? This is, mind you, 
the, the, this, Jared, the, I'm tired of you the first this week is not even over yet, right? Talk to all these people. Because every time I go now, in and I try to talk to these people, they always say, we never called Jared. I hate when you bring up fantasy people. These fantasy people don't exist, Jared. You always say, I talk to somebody, and somebody agrees, and these people, this person, shut the fuck up, Jared. I don't have to reveal all my sources. That's you me being... Like, oh, you will never uh, have a source. It's just you, Jared. It's just either you and Rayon, or you and Sam, or you and Aaron. Ain't nobody else. Kiss my, my player back. Well, that is at least a third of the league already. So, you know, that's still a good portion of the league. Regardless of which, Adarius, in his vast knowledge as a two-time champion and a 13-year manager in this league of Yahoo, uh, we haven't even changed up the system, somehow got confused about how to put somebody on his injured spot and instead chose add drop a player. Adarius then compares that at him and it asks you to choose a player to drop. Adarius chooses the player that he really wants to keep to be the player to drop. For some reason, in the add drop form, not even the moving and changing, like you had to go to a player profile, look at that player, hit add player, <laughs> then have it take you to the page that then says, Dude, this who do you want to drop right for this player? <laughs> and so for me, it's really, I'm trying to wrap my head around it and I'm trying to give Adarius all the benefits of the doubt. As a two-time champion and 13-year manager in this same league, same format, to be able to say, hey, maybe I should extend him. I should afford him this uh, other branch. Hold on. I let you talk. One, you had your on. turn to speak it all I just got to say two quick points. One, Go ahead. It's a, new, it's a new app. And so the layout for the app is different than it oh, was. Really? Ooh, I didn't notice the new app. But Aaron, did you notice a new app? Can first I, it was, let's first, it the slide, first it was a slider, and now the dots you got it, the dots are different. It used to be a slider. Is this that. why you never check your team? Because it's too confusing how to slide people on and off the active roster? No, nah, I'm I'm actively trying to check my team. So this you dry snitching right now, Darius. You are dry snitching as to why you leave people on your bench that are playing on a regular basis. Well, yes, it was true. The last two years, I have not had the app. The, the, a couple years before that, I did have the app. And I just re-downloaded it again because I want to be serious. So I made a commitment to be serious this year. So sorry, I don't know how to use a new app. All right, Jared. I was serious. I made a commitment to be serious this year. So I downloaded the app. I checked my team fucking regularly. The app was a little off. I didn't see an IR fucking box. Give me my motherfucking player back. <laughs> so as I continue, and I'm trying to build out this story for people to hear so that you don't just hear him being <laughs> mad and framing me as being a bad person for something I had nothing to do with in the first place. Oh, yeah. So he chose a player off the waivers, off the free agent pool, and hit add. This is not anywhere on his page of his team. He had to go to a different page that shows nobody on his team and hit Terrence Ross, add this player to my team. Then from there, it says, well, here's your list of players. You need to cut somebody to be able to add him. He clicked the player that he decided to cut and then hit add drop. It then prompts you by saying, are you sure you want to do this? Yes. Or no, Adarius, in the confusion of how to slide a yes or a no, hit yes, and the player was droppeth from I, his I team. Won't lie, I guess on purpose because I thought he was going to be put into my IR spot. So how not- is that prompt ever make you think in the 13 years as being a two time champion that that nigga still going to be on your team when you add a player of a list that is not of your team that asks you to drop a player on your roster? How? Now listen, Jerry, we had a conversation earlier. Of misunderstanding, did you get to the point where you thought he was going to all of a sudden still be on your roster after you added a player and dropped him? 
Like you confirmed early on the phone that if your player played, sometimes you're not able to move him. The nigga didn't have a game today, Darius. But he wasn't on. He it did not let me move him to IR. So I, I don't, don't know. know I don't, Darius. I wasn't I in your head. I wasn't in your it. eyes. I was not in your phone to be able to see what the fuck you was thinking. Okay, How way take a few steps back. You ain't got the answers, man. You ain't got the answers. You ain't got the answers. You ain't got the answers, Sway. Right, you got three kids in this metaverse. <laughs> All by different metaverse fathers. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I want to do. I think that'd be- <laughs> uh, hopefully we can all get in the metaverse one day uh, and uh, have a good old time making pottery or learning how to play poker or, or masturbating. Hey, 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 maybe, we'll, maybe we'll talk sports in the metaverse because it ain't happening here. <laughs> you know what, Brandon? <laughs> We already went off on about this. He started off talking UFC that none of us watch. And then goes into fucking... Goes into fucking Mackenzie Bezos. Mackenzie Bezos. After that. Hey, man, we gotta keep her... I gotta keep airing on her radar, man. <laughs> yeah, I got a new idea, Brandon. I just I pitched it to him and he didn't like it, but I said we gotta start... Since she donated the 85 million to Girl Scouts of America, we could start a nonprofit that works on uh, awareness about the health impacts of Girl Scout cookies and wow. the effects on diabetics with it. And him and Pedro can be the front men or the founders. And that just gets them in the room, you know, gets them in a, uh, gets like- him a, a audience with her. And that's when you can shoot a shot. I'm just trying to get him an audience with her. You're just going to have Pedro and Eric take off their shirts and say, I've been eating Girl Scout cookies for 30 years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is what happened. Like, this is why I ate Girl Scout cookies and I got a woman pregnant and the baby came out 18 years old. <laughs> they, keep, they, they, they all smell like Thin Mints. <laughs> Girl Scout cookies might cut sperm. You stick to those hostess apple pies. Gas station apple pies. <laughs> And, uh, and if you ever have a boy, your son is only going to compare titties that he see in real life to his mom's titties. Maybe. I mean, my mom didn't have no milk, so I, I had to just create the shit on my own. Oh, maybe. I've never, been, I never been best friend. That's, that's why I act like this. That's why you're a titty talker. There it is. You, you that's why it. I act like this. I ain't never been breastfed. I mean, you were never breastfed by your mom. Let's put it, let's put it down. Aaron, make sure he gets I, breastfed. I am, into, I am, I am into ADF. What is that? Uh, Lord, what is that? Some shit, Pedro be scared of. Probably, probably uh, don't, don't type it. Into, don't type it into your work computer. ABF. ADF. ADF. I don't know what that is. ABF. Oh, ABF. What is ABF, Aaron? Look this shit up, man. Others, adolescent boy finding. No, lick the shit up before you start clearing shit up. I don't want to put that on my search engine. I already got old pictures of Lana Rhodes. (laughs) Yeah, bro. Why don't you just tell us? Yeah, crazy shit last time. ATF, autoerotic, adult breastfeeding. Thank you. There you go. Also has another acronym. That's, it. That's that what acronym. Pedro's newborn baby do when it comes Pedro's infant is into ABF. Oh, hey, that's what I'm doing. 
That's what I do once I find a lonely woman. <laughs> the whole community nah. around. Breast milk. No, nah, I so thought like, women just start lactating because they, man, I got to take care of this nigga. I <laughs> 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 Damn. This nigga is, he needs some help. He needs a uh, no, he, he needs, needs some milk. <laughs> <laughs>